guys, thanks for joining us again for another episode of the Pixel and Graphite Convention Podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And um, today we're actually going to take it kind of easy, I believe. Yeah, we're going to release sort of a free form with very large bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, we're probably going to talk about a couple of convention stuff and then we're going to talk about other things. things. <laughs> but to start... Website. Website's <laughs> up. Woo. Um, our new website at pixelgarhard.net officially went online, I believe, what, a week ago? Five days? Five that, days ago? That sounds right. You know what? It was it was it was some time ago. <laughs> anyway, but basically, um, if you go to pixelgarhard.net, you'll find a whole bunch of new stuff. First of all, you'll find shiny new design. And then you'll also find our store, which we were able to integrate into our main information site. Mm-hmm. So we have a lovely little mutant baby, like half information <laughs> and half go shopping. Yes. Um, our store doesn't have all of our stuff yet. We just have some of our more bigger popular items like our tote bags, our pillows, our mugs. Um, some of our big love your posters are on there too. Awesome. And then we've got something else. I swear we have something else. What, what was it? Well, clocks. We have clocks, <laughs> mugs, clocks, mugs, tote bags. We have an option for clothes. We haven't added anything on there yet. But, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We can talk, I forgot to talk about that. Um, we actually have a new clothing line coming up. Yes, we do. So we've got several designs that are in the works. <laughs> uh, if you followed our um, Facebook page, you'll see actually a, lo- a lot of uh, progress shots of ideas. Yes. And you'll see one in particular being the Godzilla shirt. <laughs> that one's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I uh, love it. I'm not going to lie. When that's online, I'm buying it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love Godzilla. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite movies. Precious baby. So also on the website, um, we have a convention pickup option. Yes. Where you can actually uh, purchase some items. I believe it's just clocks and tote bags. Yeah. For right now, it's clocks and tote bags. Yeah. And our clocks are super awesome. We have Sailor Moon and two different Legend of Zelda types. And um, obviously, they're designed by Sai. And um, you really like Legend of Zelda because I'm looking at them right now. I was like, oh, yeah, she made these. <laughs> I... I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> um, oh, actually, um, about the clocks, you can actually, because only one of the Legend of Zelda has a 10-inch and an 8-inch option, mm-hmm. and we don't have the 10-inch available for shipping, but if you want a 10-inch uh, Four Swords clock, you could actually order her convention pickup, and you'll be able to actually pick it up at the convention. Yeah, so you can definitely do that, and you can uh, select the destination, I believe. Um, I don't know how that works. Um, actually, how the product, the pickups work, um, we have windows where we're taking orders for particular uh, pickup items. Uh-huh. And so you have to go down to the product listing, and it'll tell you what con um, you're ordering for. And like we will just assume whenever you order, you're ordering for the first con. Right. So do not, if you're ordering for a con that's like two down on the list, do not order until that window opens. Because okay. you'll just confuse us, and we'll buy something and go, okay, they're not here. We'll just hold on to it for a while. <laughs> okay, so definitely um, stock our our social media pages yeah. so you can get notice when that window's open. Because um, tote bags, I love our tote bags. So. And if you want them at a discount, you definitely should get them for convention pickup. Because mm. free shipping plus a slight discount, what's not to like? Right? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, speaking of um, conventions, several conventions actually ended this week. Yeah, let's go in chronological order before we hit the ones that are ending. Yeah. Let's start the ones that ended last week, which would be the big anime con AX. AX in Los Angeles, I believe. Yes. No, Anaheim. No, it's not Anaheim. LA? Yeah, it's LA. I feel like it was in Anaheim for some reason. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, 
Anime Expo. Um, they actually broke their attendance record. Yep, I'm not surprised. I mean, no. that's like the the, the be all end all of anime conventions in the Northwest. Yeah. It's one of those once you made it there, you've just made it. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, new weeaboos are being born basically every day. So. <sighs> <laughs> Um, they had, basically there was an increase of more than 10,000 people, which again, not shocked, mm-hmm. uh, with like so many companies or industry companies there from Hulu, Warner Brothers Japan, Crunchyroll, Funimation, Capcom, Sega, Namco. That's just to name a few. Yeah. And while they had a great turnout for both vendors and artist LA people, um, there were a lot of issues <laughs> that concerns some artist alley friends of ours yes. and um actually i i got to talk to one of my uh friends who she tries to do actually I think she's done ax five years in a row six years so she's done a lot right <laughs> and basically um there was a lot of issues about the heat mm-hmm. in the artist alley vendor hall and um for a little backstory they actually split the hall or the artist alley from the exhibitors hall for because they were together for since last year but they split it so the artist alley had its own hall and the artist alley hall was how did your friend put it uh he named it the basement yeah it wasn't the basement it was a parking garage (laughs) (laughs) which honestly that wouldn't have been a problem if it wasn't for the fact that there was like no air conditioning and no no flow in a lot of the aisles which is basically what you expect in a parking garage (laughs) The only type of ventilation they have is just for exhaust and fumes. They won't have anything for I mean, people. I mean, from, what I, from what I heard from people who were actually there, like day, um, setup day through day three-ish, it was unbearably warm. Mm-hmm. And then day four, suddenly the air conditioning was working. And I'm yeah. going, okay, so the air conditioner does work. <laughs> yeah, and um, I've heard a lot of theories, quote-unquote, about why the AC wasn't on. I'm yeah. not going to dwell into that because yeah. that's just... those. I can't, I can't say whether that's the reason or not. Yeah, we can't confor- confirm or deny, but my sources tell me that the AC was turned on. Yeah. When um, there was a bunch of complaints from not only the artists from the Artist Alley, but also from the visitors. Yeah. So that's about... That's... That's yeah. that. <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure what was happening with that particular um, issue. And um, I heard also stories that there was actually people who fainted because of the heat yes. in the Artist Alley. So it's just one of those. I'm, I would actually love to know what was going on behind the scenes. Because mm-hmm. bear in mind, running an Artist Alley that, that, that's that massive, staff and people who are, make, who are running the convention, it's a lot of work. Yes. And, it could have been a case of something got overlooked on accident mm-hmm. or something just didn't get taken care of because yeah. there's a billion other things to do. I don't know. There's a lot of things to take into consideration that we haven't really thought of. Yeah. So. I was like, yeah, well, I was like, well, yeah, there was, there's probably some stuff that AX could have done better in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just not be quick to um, crucify them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because it's one of those, we don't know exactly what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And, AX should have been actually a little more um, forward about what was going on with the air conditioning with all the artists in the artist alley because um, it was actually interesting. An artist who was there who had left the hall, she was she went out for a break outside and she overheard people talking and she and they were like, "Oh man, it's hot out here." And then the person they were with was like, 
Not as hot as it was in the artist alley. And oh, I'm like, wow. oh, jeez, that's horrible. Jeez, you know that's there's something wrong when when that conversation happens. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully next year they'll uh, they'll get everything put together and everything will be right. Yeah, I mean, and AX is going through a lot of growing pains. I mean, you, you mentioned yeah. how big their numbers got from last year. It's one mm-hmm. of those. AX is growing and at a really exponential rate, and they're trying to accommodate as many artists who want to come as possible. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be some give and take and a lot of annoying things that occur, and there's going to be issues cropping up. And Yeah. Yeah, planning for an event as big as AX, I mean, obviously you're going to have, like, so many problems. Like, planning any type of event, you're yeah. going to have any problems. And a convention, well, there's a rule... The, a rule of thumb is to plan a convention five years ahead yeah. before you have it, so... Part of the reason why is because you don't know what you're going to deal with. Exactly. And also it would have to deal with like dealing with the hall and like what fire marshal and what's a health hazard and just so many things. But regardless of all of that, I mean, you mentioned before when we were talking was that um, artists still did well. Yeah, no, the majority of, I have never, I have yet to come across, I'm, I've actually been fielding a lot of artist responses and reviews of AX, mm-hmm. and I've yet to come across an artist who said, I did horrible in sales, or I just didn't even break even, or I didn't even right. make the table money back. I've always heard, I did okay, to I did great. Yeah. Just, and like, and in the same breath, while they're saying, I did okay or great, there were horrible issues in the artist alley, like the yeah. heat and such, and I'm like, even though it was so congested and there was traffic flow problems and there was heat, mm-hmm. um, people still made money at AX. Yeah, so it it kind of you kind of have to wonder is that if you want to if you want to table at a convention with kind of a not so nice environment versus making table sales. Yeah, and I think that so, AX didn't plan for it to be a not so nice environment because I yeah. can't honestly think that they planned to have the AC off in this hall because. That's just way too unhealthy for that many people in one room. Yeah, so I'm going to give a- AX the benefit of the doubt until I, like, see facts. Yeah. So, in all honesty, I would love to speak to a member of AX, but at this point, I'm like, well, it's already passed. So. Yeah. No, and, and one of those, even though with all these issues with that happened in the artist alley and all the hiccups and problems, I still would love to actually vend at AX. Same here. Although, the thing that is probably is giving me pause for vending in the artist alley is the cost of the tables. Yes, they did inflate their prices. Yeah, it used to be like two something and now it's three fifty, <laughs> And I'm like, okay... I actually don't understand why the price is going up when when the demand is also going up and the space is the same. I have no idea. It could be it could be that they plan for a different space this next is true. year. So they probably just move the the basement. The thing is, they were they were three fifty for this current year too. Right. So it's just one of those. I'm not quite sure why well, the price inflated over a hundred dollars. Chances are, it's probably because they're expecting more people or something. I don't know. There's a lot of things to yeah. that you can put in mind um i do know that some conventions would actually charge more if there's a bigger if there's more crowds okay that would make sense yeah and ax exceeded blasted through its like yeah records for crowds so. yeah so it's kind of like it's 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 give and take <laughs> it's a give and take and it's like oh a really weird business yeah. world to to look at so which despite the fact that yeah the tables are now 350 and it's one of those that's a huge hit for someone who wants to go and hasn't been doing conventions for a while. It's one of those... For me, it's it's less of not going at all to... Maybe I should just suck it up and get a booth at the exhibitor hall. Right? Because <laughs> chances are we can make back everything at 
No, I'm, I'm fairly certain we could. It's just the whole... By the second day. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, I was just the whole drop... I'm guessing there are a thousand now. I'm not sure. I, I could be wrong. I'm like, drop a thousand on a booth and then sell to your heart's content. So, <laughs> so yeah. But uh, putting AX on the table, um, there are other conventions that actually uh, end today. Yeah, two of them. And they're two both... Actually, no, three of them. Three, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at Anime Midwest that ends today. Um, a little bit about Anime Midwest. We don't know a lot about that one. Um, I just keep hearing chatter because, um, well, actually, fun fact, I'm from the Midwest. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's actually near my home, uh, my old home city. Um, and it's one of those, I don't know how old this con is. And quite honestly, I'm actually interested in just going to there, just getting an opportunity to go back to my old stomping grounds and <laughs> such. And also to sell. But <laughs> Right? <laughs> um, so, yeah. I would actually love to hear how Anime West did from people who did go. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, feel free to tweet us at uh, Pixel Graphite. Or message us on Facebook. Or message us on Facebook. I'm going through the um, Anime Midwest uh, guest list. They had Steam Power Giraffe there. Oh, cool. I love those guys. And... They had a lot going on. They did. So I'm guessing this was a very, very large convention. Yeah. So. I think it's one of the top uh Ha! Megaran! Who? This guy. I do believe he is. Really? Oh, Chuck Huber was there! Yes, he was! Oh, nice. DC Douglas. Okay, I'm getting uh, Yeah, I'm getting distracted. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so, um, so Anime Midwest ends today. Congrats to uh, people who made it through the entire weekend. I hope you had fun. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and also, there were two different furry cons that happened. Yes, Anthrocon and BronyCon. BronyCon. Um, I kind of want to go to BronyCon. I'm not going to lie. I actually very interested in going to BronyCon. BronyCon yeah, and... um, Brianna Garcia is at BronyCon. She... Does in she works, works or worked? Um, tell me if I'm wrong, but she worked for Disney. Oh, as a uh, sketch artist. Oh, cool. And she's done a lot, a lot of amazing work. And let me see if I can. Uh, Garcia, and she's an exceptional. That is not what I wanted. <laughs> there we go. And um. She does like amazing work, and she's at BronyCon, and she did um, she did a really good version of a really cool version of the ponies from My Little Pony mm-hmm. as gargoyles. Oh, so so she's there. And uh, where uh, is BronyCon, by the way? I'm I honestly locations are escaping me at the moment. BronyCon is located. I don't know. <laughs> wow. It is. It's not going to be down. Go up. No, it's going to be. Well, let's just hit registration. Baltimore. Baltimore. So, it's in Baltimore. It's not this... I thought it was in Canada for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> some reason I thought it was in Canada. Yeah, so. okay. So, Berticon is in Baltimore, Maryland, right? Maryland. <laughs> that sounds right. I was going to say Massachusetts. I know that's not right. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> Maryland. So, um, it's not, it's, it's, a, it's still a jump and a skip away for us, but um, I definitely want to one day make it over there, because, I mean... I love My Little Pony. I, I appreciate it from a distance. <laughs> the thing is, okay, I actually grew up with the original My Little Pony, mm-hmm. and I like, actually had the ponies back in the day, so 
I, it, it's nostalgia for me. Right. I haven't watched the, many of the newer ones. The ones I have, well, you were there when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had an interesting um, reaction. Yes, I, I, I had a running commentary. So. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, I wouldn't mind doing BronyCon. Um, it's not, it looks like fun. Um, not saying anything bad about bronies or anything like that. It's just that I, I love the new My Little Pony series Mm -hmm. it's hilarious i like doing the whole pony characters and stuff like that so i would have a blast yeah i saw a couple of uh table photos people who were vending and one um particular artist she did all of the steven universe characters as ponies that is adorable i was like that's really cute (laughs) (laughs) see that's a good idea um okay so anthrocon was also uh this weekend um actually it ended on the third Oh, did it? Yeah, it ended on the 3rd, so last oh, it, week. it was the same weekend as uh, AX. AX, there yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, so um, they had Tracy Butler. Uh, she does oh, Lackadaisy. I love her stuff. Right? She's, she probably is the reason why their website is the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> <laughs> so she was there. Um, we are going to be doing a fur con. Yes, um, we're going to be doing a fur, uh, Arizona FurCon in November. Don't ask me the exact dates. Just look on the website because I can't remember. Yes, <laughs> you can find out more at pixelandgraphite.net. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, um, we. I mean, while we don't do a, a huge amount of furry stuff at Pixel and Graphite, our usual tables, um, there are aspects of the fandom that we really, really enjoy. I yeah. can't really call the fandom; it's just a section of people who enjoy. Furry and anthropomorphic animals. You know, I read a um, a thread asking if you could consider furries a fandom. Hmm. Which I don't know. Because I'm like, there's so much things about furries. Like, I, I'm not... Obviously, I don't have a fursuit, and I'm not... What's it called? I'm not so into furries that, like, it's my entire life. But I enjoy them. I, I enjoy, like, making, you know, doing OCs of, like, different characters that happen to have, like, animalistic traits, you yeah. know, that are anthropomorphic, which is exactly what would yeah. do well at this type of convention. No, um, I actually saw a similar thing about the whole, well, fandoms are, like, could be flashed in the pan, like, it's here one day and gone the next, like, yeah. fandom for a, uh, a show you like or a series you read, and it's one of those where furry culture is more of this is something that they... Either they embrace to a several series of, of extents. Like, they could embrace it to the fact, like, you casually enjoy it. Or yeah. embrace it to the fact where you have a fursuit and a fursona that yeah. you portray at every con you go to. And um, I know for me personally, I'm on more towards the casual end. Same. Um, I was, I've always been into sort of anthropomorphic animal stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, growing up, my favorite book series to read was the Redwall series. Which was right. a very, very well-known um anthropomorphic, I guess you would call it, uh, book series. Um, and then, of course, you've got uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. which is sort of in that sort of same vein. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles also. Um, I think our generation, Generation Y? X? Yes, we're Y, y or X. I can't remember. We're the cool generation. <laughs> <laughs> um, we grew up around... Animals, yeah. Tiny Toons, Bugs Bunny, Tiny, yeah. um, Tasmanian Devil had a series way back in the day. Wow. Yeah. Dang, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But there were like so many shows that like had anthropomorphic characters, which I'm like, this is why I like it so yeah, much. I, Sonic the Hedgehog being one of them, like I used to collect the comic books. Oh. So you can kind of see where that comes from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, so we're actually looking forward to doing uh, this for a con, mostly because we get to let that sort of nostalgic parts of our fandom love out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we're going to let it out to air for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and that's not to say we wouldn't like add more animal stuff to our normal table. It's just that... For a fur yeah. come, we're gonna we're we're actually planning to do more. Yeah. Um, we're we're targeting that area because we know people will enjoy it. Like, yeah. We enjoy it exactly, so. and um, we do have some goodies in the works too yeah. for that. So we'll give you more information once we have more stuff developing. Yeah. Um, but uh, going from conventions that already finished. Yeah. Or that ended already. Um, conventions that are going to start or are beginning. Um. Oh, gosh. I know that AAIN has several cons that have started. Not this weekend, but next weekend. But I can believe that. Yeah, but however, um, next weekend is San Diego Comic Con. Yes. In my old stomping ground, San Diego. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, Alex is not going to get to go this year to do interviews. But we, it was in the works, but it, it fell through. But maybe next year. Next year. <laughs> Hopefully next year. I would love to go. Um, I had several interviews lined up with a couple of people, but I spoke to them all, and they're like, oh, we'll be there next year, so no big deal. Oh, so cool. Nice. So they were very, very nice. So shout out to them. They know who they are. Um, but I can tell you what happened last year. Yes. <laughs> Give us a rundown of a attendee's view of... An attendee's view of San Diego Comic Con. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, first off, it's super crowded. <laughs> super crowded. I'm not even going to lie. Like, if you are claustrophobic or agoraphobic, do not attend San Diego Comic-Con. If you're just phobic. <laughs> if you're just phobic, yes. Um, because the... First off, it's very congested. Like, just getting into the downtown area of San Diego, mm-hmm. it, you just see the crowds lining up. And what's really cool about San Diego Comic-Con is that their staff is so on the ball. And that's what I love about conventions, is that they know what they're doing, and they will do it. If there's a problem, it is taken care of. Nice. So, they're on the ball, and when it came to crowd controlling, they knew what they were doing. They had help of the SDPD there as well. Oh. So, basically, it was it was run very efficiently. Nice. Which I loved. Um, also, uh, the convention actually had stuff happening outside of the hall. So if you weren't able to go inside with your badge, you could actually do stuff outside. Oh. And um, they had several things coming out. Uh, last year, the new Assassin's Creed game was coming out. Nice. So they actually had an obstacle course for folks. Oh, cool. And it was awesome because it started off on this 15-foot drop, and you had to jump on, you had to basically jump off it and land onto a cushion and then kind of do, like, this weird, um, like, do things on monkey bars and then get on a rope and swing. It was, it kind of reminded me of the... Ninja Warrior um, obstacle course. And so that was fun because you would see people just like flail over and stuff. <laughs> and like there was this one kid who um 16 years old. And I remember me and my friends were there and we were listening to him brag about like, oh, I, I could do this. It's no problem. And he was saying stuff like I received MMA training oh, in the black of the day. I do CrossFit. And like his friends was like, okay, go do it. And the kid walks up and all of a sudden you just see him get like super, super scared because oh. it's like higher than usual. And there's an attendee behind him. 
or not an attendee. There's a staff member behind him, and a staff member's like, okay, you have to jump. And the kid's like, no, I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump. And finally, the guy's like, okay, you know what? And he just kicks him <laughs> off, and he just lands on the thing. Oh, do it so, Sparta style. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of stuff going on outside, too. Oh. And um, downtown San Diego is probably one of my top ten favorite places to be. Um, walking, of course, I do not enjoy that place in a car. No one should enjoy that place in a car. It's, no. it's horrible in a car. I'm yeah. Driven down there in a car. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not to say that I can't go through San Diego or, you know, downtown San Diego in a car. I, just, I prefer not to. Yeah. And because there's so much more to, to look at when you're on foot and you can just appreciate things more like Seaport Village and also yeah. like uh, the Star of India. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. So um, hopefully this year there'll be uh, there'll be um, – a whole lot more. Um, hopefully we can get an interview from someone who actually attended. Yes, this I'll, year's. Uh, I'll try and look into that. Um, I know a couple of people who are going, so I'm pretty sure one of them owes me a favor. So. So, or you could do a group interview. With nah, I got my resources. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of things that are happening in San Diego Comic-Con, if you happen to go there, Overwatch is launching a new character, um, which is kind of a big deal because they actually just came out with the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is like relatively new. I know, right? <laughs> and also, um, Star, the new Star Trek movie is going to be premiering, I think. I believe I think it's a premiere at, at SCC. It's either premiere or they're previewing it. I don't remember. Um, Hall H, obviously, big name characters or big name celebrities are going to be there. Um, last year, we had... Actually, last year, they didn't have a lot of Marvel people, but a lot of it was... Star Wars related because I mean, The Force Star Awakens Wars, yeah. was coming out. So they were there. Um, this uh, Stanley obviously was there. Um, I only saw him in passing and I didn't get to take a picture or see him. I was really sad. Um, but yeah, if you happen to go, if you are going to uh, San Diego Comic Con, let us know how it, how it was. You know, um, let us know the stuff that you can do outside of the convention. So, so yeah. Um, so, and also, oh, also at the convention, I, they have this everywhere. They have, like, um, tabletop games and stuff like that. Mm. They actually had an antique video game section where you can go and you can actually play, like, on the Atari. Oh, wow. Original Atari, and you can play on the Commodore 64. It was so cool. That is cool. Yes. And um, they had, like, card games and stuff like that, so you could play, you know, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, all that wow. other stuff. So, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. I really wish I could, uh, I could go this year, but... Yeah. Um, next year, though, because yes. I'm definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> but speaking of games... Yeah, speaking of Pokemon, <laughs> um, we just got into Pokemon Go. Uh, a little too much, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it has consumed our lives. My yeah. life, most of all, because I am waking up at the crack of dawn and going outside for walks, which is something I never do, because I hate waking up early. <laughs> which, I guess, is the great thing, because you wake up early, you come back and actually do more work. I guess so. <laughs> yep, because at that point I'm like, oh, I'm awake. I might as well do it. <laughs> now this morning I woke up at 5 a.m. My friend woke me up. He's camping right now and he's just like, it's a beautiful day <laughs> here at the forest. For Oh, by the way, he's Team Mystic too. Ha! Yes! <laughs> so, Vindicated. <laughs> so mad. Um, <laughs> So, going on Pokemon Go, um, you can actually choose teams there. Um, Sai is Team Mystic, yes. and I'm Team Valor. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what, uh, you, you say ugh, but we own the gym. So. Yeah, only because the Mystics haven't, haven't come to this area yet. They'll come. 
Sure. They'll come. Okay. Watch. You know what? Actually, I'd be surprised if we're both wrong in a team instinct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. So I don't get the thing about team instinct. Nobody likes them. I mean, I cause it's really funny because um, two of my friends are actually on t- team instinct, <laughs> and I'm just like, it, it makes me sad that you're on this team. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I don't understand why either. I think it's just because they're... I think it's the whole red versus blue thing. No. That's a popular thing. It's always been red versus blue in video games. I red mean, versus blue. I mean, but actually, because like, uh, when I went to go choose, the, choose my team and they did the whole what, what the teams were about, I mean, it became very clear about what team was what. Valor, Battle, Mystic, ev- Evolution, Instinct, Question Mark. <laughs> Yeah, I still don't know what their <laughs> thing was about. We're going to look this up. <laughs> like, I, I, I honestly think it's just, like, Teen Instinct. Well, what do you do exactly? <laughs> what do you do? So, uh, let's see. So, Tim, okay. So, Kotaku actually has an article out that talks about Team Instinct, Mystic, or Valor. What does it say? It, it really bothers me that they have the silhouettes of the, of the yeah. leaders there. I really want to see what they look like. Yeah, maybe, that, maybe they'll reveal them once you get a high enough level. Probably. Seriously, what is instinct? Give okay. me information. So, this doesn't tell me anything. It did? What the, what the hey? Seriously, it said um, nothing. Upon reaching level 5 in Pokemon Go, a player must choose a faction to represent in the battle of Pokemon Gym Domination. Uh, this... Yeah, this doesn't tell me anything. Huh. Well, uh, let me see on IGN, maybe. Maybe you should just type in Pokemon Go Mystic Team, or, uh, Instinct Team. Probably. Let's, let's see here. Teams. Teams. Okay. Hey, the name's Spark. Okay, first off, his (laughs) his name was Spark. Okay, Team Spark believes you will never lose when you trust your instincts. The team's logo is styled after the legendary bird Zapdos. Yes, I, I caught, get that. I caught a Zapdos. Um, the team leader, Myst, uh, Team Mystic Blanche, studies Pokemon evolution, claims that they cannot lose with their utilization of calm analysis. So, Team Mystic kind of likes strategy and evolution. evolution. Very clear. Yeah. Team Valor is led by the feisty Candela. Who values training and true strength. So it's basically like training, stats, stuff like battle. that. Battle. Training. Yeah, for battle. What the heck does instinct so do? What with, <laughs> so what's with instinct? You will never lose when you trust your instinct. What does that mean? For those of you who chose Team Instinct, we really want to know why you made your Please choice. Please let me know. I we don't won't know. judge you. We just want to know. <laughs> uh, teams don't seem to have an effect on gameplay. Yes, yes. We know. Um, oh, this one just happens to be a. Uh, that, that never happens. That never happens. Because one of my friends who actually chose Team Instinct, she got on Facebook because she's just like, "Where the heck is the Team Instinct gyms in this area?" <laughs> I'm like, "That is so exist. funny." <laughs> Go Instinct. Explained. It's probably better. Um. Oh, gosh. Okay, so let's try this. 20 important features Pokemon Go doesn't explain. Which, okay, I realized that because when I started the game, it I didn't get a tutorial. No. I was kind of like just, I had to figure it all out. And yeah, it wasn't he just until... said, well, here are three Pokemon, pick one. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going based off, like, what I already knew in the game, which was 
you have to choose a starter Pokemon. And yeah. I'm like, they had the original three. Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle. Which I'm like, I'm going to get Squirtle. Oh, it timed out. Come on, guy. This website is offline. Rude. Um, How to... Mi- no? Go back up to the top. Just type in Pokemon Go... Um, ex- Explain Team Instinct. <laughs> uh, might want to add Pokemon Go. Yeah. Suddenly you want Star Wars. Pokemon... Go. I really tell you, Matt. To win battles, a guide to Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go Team Instinct represent. Okay. Oh, hey, it's now available in, in Australia. Australia. Shout out to them. I just think he's asking. Who oh, this else is, is kind of like Instinct. a forum. Yeah. Who else is on here? Okay, so talking a little bit more about Pokemon uh, Go, it is an augmented reality game. Yep. And uh, it's based on real time and. Basically, all you have to do is just go outside. Yeah. And uh, it's so funny because um, <laughs> I have read, like, so many articles about how Pokemon Go is helping people with mental health issues and depression <laughs> and obesity. And I'm like, so you're saying when people exercise, good things happen? Who would have thought? Right? No, it's actually really funny that um, uh, when Pokemon Go came out, I saw a really interesting meme uh, when my friends posted. It was basically because... Um, the Pokemon franchise has tried this whole get out and do stuff while playing thing before. For a long, long time, Like, I believe, yes. because, uh, like, there was, like, one, there was the Pokemon um, where you could level it up by just walking. It was, like, a pedometer with yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, the Pokeball. I was, like, and it's, like, and then, like, and then, like, um, you mean it's, like, go outside and level up your Pokemon. <laughs> Second one was this other one where it's, like, oh, we made it so that you can get, you just, like, oh, you can go battle and evolve going outside and meeting people. Go outside! <laughs> And then there's a third game that was like, oh, we made it even simpler that you can, like, battle as long as you're near someone who's outside. Oh, my god! I was like, yeah, and then go outside, please. And then Pokemon Go. Get the F outside! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was like, okay, I get it. They've been trying to get people more active while playing. And right. I think Pokemon Go has exceeded their expectations, oh, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, they're just going. They, they have done that. Yeah. <laughs> So, especially me, I, I hate exercising, <laughs> but it's just, there's an incentive now. There's yeah. like, I have to, well, for me, there's an incentive right now because I need to get more Pokeballs. I'm down, I'm down to like eight. Because you keep missing. I do. Because apparently, well, okay, so there's a thing where you can actually curve it. Yeah. And you get a bonus. Every time I curve it and I throw it, it goes, because <laughs> the other, I'm like, dang it. Which is really funny because mine curves without me even trying. Like, I'll, like, I'll be like, I'll be like throwing normal. I'm like, oh, curve bonus. I'm like, I wasn't even trying. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I don't know why this happened. So, so yeah. Um, there are, so, have, you haven't battled at the gym, right? No. Not yet. I don't, I'm not into battling. I'm more into, I mean, if I do battle at our particular gym, I would die. Because <laughs> <laughs> my highest Pokemon is an Arbok, and it's got, like, 275s at CP. He would die of the 800... CP on that, uh, right? Vaporeon. Wow. That's low. Yeah, it is. He needs help. <laughs> Mine's at 459. Because you're addicted more than I am. Yeah, because I leave at 5, because I go I out know. and do stuff. I do what it says. Yes. I do what the game says. I Pokemon Go. <laughs> it's like, and all I do is, um, work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I come back and work. So, um, yeah. So, I love that game. Fun. It's so much fun. Um, and I don't think it uses that much data. Um, I haven't noticed a data spike at all. No? So um, if it does, I'm going to have a really bad surprise at the end of this month. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was looking at it at 
I was looking at it on my phone, and then I was looking at it on my account. It's like, okay, how much data do you really use? And, well, obviously, Pokemon Go is taking over my phone. It's just like, you're using 68% of Pokemon Go for your entire life. I'm like, yes, that, that makes sense. <laughs> um, and, however, from what I've seen on my phone in particular, I'm not sure if it's different on everybody else's phone, mm-hmm. it's like 1.4 megabytes. Mm, that's not a lot. No. Um, no, it's not. And I think, at most, it just uses a GPS. Yeah, I don't think it uses anything but the GPS mm-hmm. to connect with the server where it's, so you can look at where the Pokemon yeah. are. Which, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I like that they made this, you know, easy for everybody, too. Yeah. So, and, um, so let's talk about the stories that we heard about people <laughs> experiencing stuff while playing Pokemon Go. I have heard stories about people finding dead bodies. Jeez. And cars getting into crashes because people will drive in Pokemon. Which is not, never a great combination. Nope. And also, my personal favorite, which makes me just shake my head, a guy who walked into traffic to catch a Pikachu, I think. And he got hit by a car. I mean, he survived. His phone didn't. But he survived. And everybody survived. However, all of these could have been... Avoided if you'd looked up. I mean, the game even has a thing at the front that says, be aware of your surroundings. It does. <laughs> I'm just like, really, guys? Yes. <laughs> so it just it tells you. <laughs> tells you what to do. And it has that AR thing, too, where you can just hit AR and then... The, the the Pokemon is right in front of you instead of, like, across the street. Yeah. So, um, because that has happened to me when I was coming out of a grocery store and there was a, a Dodo, like, right in the middle of the street. I'm like, oh, you want to kill me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I just hit AR. I was like, oh, it's right there. So, yeah. no big deal. Um, so, yeah, but speaking about Pokemon Go, which is, like, the coolest game right now, um, what things are you, do you want to see in Pokemon Go? Um, well... This goes without saying, but the first thing I'd love to see is a, as a slowdown in the server crashing. So. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great, just to stop crashing. It's been pretty okay for the past couple of days. Yeah, but. it could be worse. In fact, it was worse for a while. But. Yeah, no, I think right when it came out on iOS, it just screwed everything up. I think it was just because there was a flood of everybody using it, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, you guys didn't plan for this? Yeah, I would give it a couple of weeks. Until, like, the smaller kids are, like, in school and can't use it as much. Yeah, because I saw a really funny meme where people are like, I know what's causing the server crashes. It was all like, anyone under 15, get off Pokemon Go. You have no idea what Squirtle is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, wow. <laughs> Real talk, though. <laughs> Y'all don't know. <laughs> just kidding. You probably do. Um, but, yeah, so I would love to see that. Um, one of the things I want to see is trading. Yeah. Trading and battles. Battles is, like, one of my favorite things. In that's the- why you're doing Team Valor. Well, <laughs> that's the whole issue of Pokemon. You fight. That's, that's, the whole point of Pokemon is to battle. <sighs> no. What's the point, then? You I like t- to evolve them. Well, then evolve them. But the whole point of Pokemon, the whole point of the game is to battle. You go into the game. Don't tisk at me. You know I'm right. <laughs> The whole point of the game is to fight, and what I like it is that it's very strategic, and you can like you can have a level ninety nine um, graveler, and I can have a level twenty something Squirtle, and I will beat you because it's a water based Pokemon, and I can use water attacks to beat you. It's just strategy. What's a graveler? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just 
Dare to like, I don't know what Pokemon that is. <laughs> I I can't right now. What? <laughs> Here, I'll 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 show it. Graveler. Use a Pokemon I know. Jeez. That's a Graveler. Is that that's the evolution of Geodude? Yeah. Spelled it wrong too. <laughs> but anyway, it's. I like it because of strategy, and that's basically what made me so into Pokemon when I was a kid. The whole strategic thing. It became kind of like this calculated thing. It's like, if I do this, and if I do that, then I'll do this. So water so, defeats Earth. Yeah. Hmm. Water defeats Earth. Electricity defeats water. Um, gra- flying defeats... No, Earth defeats flying. There's a whole lot of things to go into. That's confusing. All right. There's a lot of strategy to get into it. <laughs> So, um, speaking about Pokemon Go, um, other things that I'm looking forward to that hopefully Niantic uh, puts in is a um, a friend chat mm. where you can add people to, and um, not just people on that would probably be on your team because I have a feeling if they would, it would just be your team only, Aww. which would be kind of sad because I would like people who are on other teams as well. Yeah, I mean, you can have friends across teams. I know, right? Even though they're wrong. But... Excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. You didn't even know what a Graveler was. Don't even right now. Dude, I don't know some of their base forms, okay? The evolution I don't know yet. It's an yeah. Arbok, actually. Ar- I think we ran into an Arbok. Yeah, I caught it. Yeah, me <laughs> too. I was really excited. I was like, no, I don't have to evolve that icon. Because <laughs> so, I have, like, thousands of them. Um, so I would like a, a chat thing as well. Yeah. To talk to people around the world. So, but I, I hear that Niantic is actually going to do stuff like that. They're going to... I know that they're already working on the trading. I'm not quite sure about the chatting. Well, if they're going to implement trading, chatting has to be somewhat involved. My thing is, I think they'll only do one at a time so they don't, like, break the entire system. Which is fine. <laughs> it's fine. One thing at a time, guys. <laughs> so, but... I really like the game. And um, you've never played Pokemon before until nope. Pokemon Go, so give me your insights. <laughs> I really wish you'd just copy and paste what I said already, but I can't, <laughs> I can't remember what I said. It was good, though. <laughs> it was. Well, you never played it before, from what you've told me. Um, you've always wanted to play it, and yeah. I think it's really interesting that you never played it before, but you've designed... A bunch of Pokeballs. I <laughs> think I've always known of Pokemon. It's just the whole, I've never had a console and a game to actually play a Pokemon game. I mean, I've watched one season of the original Pokemon series that I had to turn off because my brain hurt. <laughs> when, did you, when did you watch it? I was in high school. Oh, yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> you have to watch when you're a kid so you appreciate the cheesiness. Yeah. It's very campy. There is a there is another series of Pokemon out there that's kind of more... Adulty? Yeah, adulty. Well, for lack of a better term, I was going to say dark. Oh. But it's more realistic in, in, oh. my, in my point of view. Or when I look at it, I'm like, this makes sense. And it actually follows the game episode by episode. Like, the very first game, which is Red. So... So yeah, but I'm, I think that's on Amazon Prime, I think. So I would love to rewatch it again. Um, but yeah, so but you're enjoying the game, obviously. Yeah. yeah so we're going to go out and catch Pokemon later tonight. We are. So uh, speaking about Pokemon Go, just to finish up, which is like the coolest game ever, um, we are actually going to have a Pokemon Go game at Game On. Yeah, um, 
for this, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> again, um, for game long, we're actually doing uh, things a little different than our usual pixel and graphite uh, opera operation. <laughs> um, we're going to be adding, oh, crap, I'm saying stuff that my brain is turned off. Hold on. Wow. <laughs> All right, for game on, we're going to do uh, things a little different for our pixel and graphite table. We're not doing a giveaway box that we usually do, but right. we are going to be doing a Pokemon Go themed um, event game, which we are still working out lots of the um, finer details, but basically it's it. we're going to try and make it as fun as we can, and um, uh, you're going to be able to win some bigger prizes that aren't going to be available on our table, so... yeah. It's something to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. And um, I hope you guys make it to Game On because we're going to have, we are actually unveiling a lot of new products, too, yeah. like our decals, um, which are obviously game themed, yeah, or we, the majority of them are. Um, we've, it's, about, it's a fine mix. Um, we've got, uh, actually, a third of them are game themed, yeah. and then two thirds are actually original. Original so, stuff, so you'll be able to see those. Yeah, the original stuff. I like our, our original decals; those are fun. Yeah, and of course, we also have our new vinyl stickers that are clear. I cannot wait to show those off. Yes, and if uh, we've been talking about Pokemon for the past twenty minutes, <laughs> so I'm gonna say it: we do have Pokemon stickers. Yes, and they're not just Pokemon stickers; they're Pokemon Terrarium stickers. Mm, so they're, they're so extra cute. awesome. <laughs> they're super cute. Um, and I do believe we also have a Team Rocket sticker as well. Yes. So um, if you guys are part of Team Rockets, you can get a sticker. You can get a sticker or a button. We'll have yeah. that too. That's right. We do have a button. <laughs> we have several buttons. <laughs> and we also have some new types of buttons we're unveiling. Our new um, silver and gold foil, mm -hmm. which we're, we made a whole new line of uh, buttons just for Game On because, yes. first of all, we love games and gaming and We've noticed that there's a lot of gamer buttons, but nothing that really makes us go, ooh, I must have. Not to, like, undersell other artists, because I feel like when I say this, it's kind of putting them down. It's just, it's very generic. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that, I'm like, you know what, there's, like, there's, like, there's certain things that, yes, I understand why you did a button that way, because it's the most recognizable symbol from that game. Yeah. But as someone, coming from someone who adores Legend of Zelda... There's only so many buttons with the Triforce I will buy. Right? <laughs> um, unless it's something very unique going on in the button. Yeah. So it's just one of those, we wanted it to be something that has recognizable symbols while at the same time being something that, oh, I don't see that every day. Yeah. And nothing, saying nothing bad about people who have the generic just Triforce or yeah. Master Sword or random rupee, that's fine. I mean, yeah. people will still buy it. It's just the whole... We're excited to unveil our new types of buttons that have foil on them. So. Yeah. So that's just something to look forward to. Um, we have, we actually covered several games too, so. Yeah. Um, not just on console, but on PC as well, so. Yes. And you'll be able to see what type of buttons they are at the convention. Yeah. Oh, and we have more than just console and PC. We also have, like, RPG-themed buttons too, Oh, that's so. right. Yeah, RPG. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, like, hey, that. RPGs are gamers too. Hey. <laughs> yes, they are. Shout so. out to my D&D &D players. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Game On is, I believe, August 5th through the 7th? That sounds right. We're gonna... uh, it's the first weekend in August. Game On Expo. We're gonna, I'm going to confirm those dates. 
And you know it'd be really cool if we had kind of like a get together for Pokemon Go at Game On. Kind of like after the hall closes, we can be like, let's go hunt for Pokemon. Let's Pokemon hunt together. That'd be fun. Um, we are, yeah, so yes, you're right. Um, it is the first weekend of August, um, August 5th through the 7th. So hopefully we will see you there. Yes. Okay, and um, I'm looking at the website right now. There are a lot of cool people that are going to be there. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, is going to be there. Um, Noel, Noel Guglami? Guglami? I have no idea. me. He's also going to be there. He's from the Fast and the Furious. Um, he's one of those character. He's one of those guys that you see him like everywhere. <laughs> and um, the voice of Princess Peach is apparently going to be there. Yes, I believe uh, Jen Taylor. Yes. So we are definitely going to be there, and hopefully you guys will be there too. So um, I think we can stop at this point, right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, really hope to see you guys at Game On. Um, have a great week. And again, if you're going to SDCC, definitely feel free to um, search for us on Facebook and send us a message letting us know how it went. Um, also, if you are a part of Team Mystic, we weren't kidding. We really want to know why you chose your team. <laughs> you mean Instinct? I mean Instinct, sorry. Yeah, because I want to know why you chose it Mystic oh, shut as well. Up. <laughs> Like, no, if you are part of Team Instinct, we really want your feedback on why did you choose your team? <laughs> and hey, if you're part of Valor Inst or uh, Mystic 2, you can give us your why you chose your team too. Hey. <laughs> so um, I'm always happy to meet a fellow Valor. So um, I might give you something special at the convention if you show me that you're Team Valor. <laughs> so have a great week, guys, and hopefully we can... Um, hang out with you guys again at our next episode of the Pixel and Graphite Convention Podcast. Bye. Bye.